0: What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the Twisted Youngins, the most unorthodox show on the globe. We hope everyone is having a great day today, staying out the way, staying blessed. I am one of your hosts, Myra B. King.
1: And what's happening, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Mojo, in the building. We have a special guest with us today, ma'am. Let the people know who you are.
2: Hi, how y'all doing? My name is Soraya. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I am um, a recording artist, entrepreneur vocalist professional vocalist and that's what i do for a living and uh yeah i'm just happy to be here with you guys today and ready to chop it up with y'all
0: so uh for starters you're from chicago how was that um growing up in chicago
2: uh well growing up i mean i i think you know those who may know me uh or may have followed my story from the voice um i grew up in cabrini green and that's that's um a very um, notorious project, um, housing project. So that's where me, uh, my family and I, we grew up in that project housing authority. And um, for me, it was just, that was life. It wasn't a, you know, that's all we knew coming up. So of course we were in the midst of everything, um, gun wars, drugs, you know everything that that comes with that life um i was right in the midst of it but it just seemed like life for me you know what i'm saying so it wasn't like some big scary ordeal you know i had a good a good childhood and um i experienced a lot of what um what some people probably only see on tv you know what i'm saying but i'm definitely i think i had a a life on one of five children And so growing up with five of us two being older and two being younger, I'm right in the middle. So I experienced, uh, I, I feel like a good childhood despite our adversities, you know,
0: how were you able to stay out the way in the midst of that? Especially being a a young girl coming up in the projects, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I had people who loved me, you know, my, my grandmother, for one, you know, um, while my mother suffered from a, a drug addiction, my grandmother took myself and my, and my four siblings all in so that we wouldn't have to be separated. And, um, my grandmother, she, she, she kept a tight household and it was, you know, she was not one to let us loosely, you know, just loosely go loosely run around. And so, um, while we were in the midst of it, we were still not allowed to be engulfed in everything that was going on. And so that I feel protected us from a lot of dangers that we probably didn't even realize we were being protected from.
0: So with all that going on, uh, what what influenced you to want to be a recording artist?
2: Oh, I think I feel like that thing chose me I, I mm. you know, as a as a child, I've always known what I was going to do. And I'm naturally like, I, I never really Whenever I was asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up as a kid? It was always, I want to be a famous singer. I want to be a professional singer. Mm-hmm. And that that answer never changed. I mean, I was five years old with that answer. And so I feel like it was, I was chosen to do it. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I was tapped in as a kid. I was like really spiritual as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know that this is what I'm going to do and and i can't wait to get her done like you know that's kind of where i was with it and um so yeah i as i grew older it only made sense for me to fall in line with with that path
1: absolutely what kind of music were you into back then because obviously everyone knows the drill scene and whatnot like that but what kind of music was going on in chicago back at that time
2: um well when i was younger i mean i was a kid when we back in like when i five six seven when I was in the projects I came out uh right at my teen years like before my teen years hit Mm. and so uh at that time I was heavily into Aaliyah and Brandy and Monica and you know Brandy was the very first artist that I kind of like oh my god idolized her Mm. you know and she was the very first artist that I fell in love with and I wanted to be just like Moesha you know what I'm saying? It was like that. And, and so, um, but coming up, I grew up in church and I started singing in church, you know? So gospel is the very root of everything that I do. And I even still do it to this day. Um, but I, I think that's where it started for me. I, I loved, uh, people that I saw coming up at that time, the Brandys, the Alias. Um, but I, I was in church and was known or was, uh, brought up. Singing in in church. I hit that choir. I hit them solos. My first solo five years old Mm. and everybody saw the talent or saw the gift that was there and they helped to push that, you know.
1: That's beautiful. I hear a lot of artists, especially in R&B, that obviously they talk about how they made the transition, because a lot of them, especially older artists from back in the 70s and 60s, and early 80s. Yeah, the legends. That, yeah, the legends. They all come from gospel, you know, Sam Cooke and things like that. Like a lot of mm-hmm. artists came out of the gospel house. Can you talk to us about that transition from going from gospel to strictly R&B? And why?
2: Well, um, I wouldn't. OK, so here's the thing about me. I'm, I'm not I'm not somebody that's easily boxed in. Mm-hmm. OK, so I don't like to feel like I'm restricted. Mm-hmm. I, like right now, today, I do soul music, R&B music um, as a part of my career. But I do everything. I'm still I'm a worshiper at heart. Like if you if you follow me on my Facebook page, you'll see what I do all the way around the board. uh, That's my life. Music is is a part of my life and it's a part of the avenue that I feel helps me to carry out the purpose that God has on my life. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So while I do R&B music and soul music and stuff like that. I am in no way disconnected from gospel music or worship music because I still I'm literally a worship leader in my church right now. You know, so um, so I haven't disconnected from it. But to answer your question, going into a career where I'm singing R&B and soul music, it started with me actually doing cover stuff like, you know, just um, having shows where I'm covering um, music that's already out there mm. and so I'm covering Mary J. Blige I'm covering um, Brandy I'm covering Whitney Houston I'm covering Aretha Franklin this is all stuff that I started making a living doing before I actually produced a project you know what I'm saying so as I went in to produce a project the reason I chose to go in that direction was because I felt like I didn't want the limitation you know what I'm saying I feel like I my call is to reach people and they all they may not be in church. You know what I'm saying? So I want to I'm I'm open to singing about love and singing about life. That's what you know what I'm saying? I'm still a person. We're all still people like and I feel like the the genre of music we sing does not change the life we live, you know.
0: Absolutely. No, that's true. I guess it's more so people feel like they get a perception of you through music. So if they listen well, to it's true. A, a Cardi B or something, then they just think, oh, okay. Because, you know, people idolize uh, entertainers. And so when they see you entertaining or doing work, they expect like, okay, this is what this person uh, is doing. You know, I-, I can do that. I should do that. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. But I do feel like... Um, and they feel like they know how it should sound,
0: and and people don't be truly honest with uh what they believe in and uh, want to put that in their art. Uh, they make you know like they they make it seem like it's uh it can't be done when it's some people who are really talented that that does it well. You you won't hear of them, of course, because that's not the agenda. But no, right, that's, you know what that's what I mean? the part. So in order to to get on, you, you got to kind of go with what's going on, and that's the that's the tricky part. Um. But I do want to ask you. So you mentioned um, why do you think in like black music, like um, you mentioned like Brandy was one of your influence influencers. Like, why do you think it come to black music, especially like black women? It's not um, enough room for all. It's like they kind of promote one at a time as far as like superstar oh, yeah. level. But when it comes to white music, you can name all types of genres, all types of stars. But They'll put at least with me, hold on hold on, day, hold on, hold on. Well, at least with me, I feel like with well, black music is totally different. Even with the music, with the rap now, you know what I mean. It's not. We got tons of everybody saying R and B dead. We got tons of R and B artists, tons of artists that does you know different types of music, but you only see the rap being pushed, and it's only like that with, with black music.
2: Mm-hmm. And you saying why do I feel it's like
0: that? Yeah. Why do you think it's like that?
2: You know what? Honestly. I feel like we all—I mean, our community of people—all we go through phases. That's that—that's number one. What and our the phase that we go through is based off the trend that's popping at that time. And I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't pinpoint why it feels like it just has to be one at a time. Like I, because it does feel. I—I mean, that's a good observation. You can you can take any other genre of music, K-pop. You know, you can. I mean, that's Korean music. You could take, and Korean music is pop, K-pop is popping overseas, over in uh, overseas, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you can take any other genre of music and and, and, and name 511 artists that's that's busting, that's popping. And then you come to us, like you said, and there is there is a like a kind of a limitation on who can be popping at a time. Is it, you may have you could be able to count it on one hand. You got her, you got, you got, you know, SZA, all of that, but it can only be a few. Mm
1: -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm.
2: you know what I'm saying? Other than that, you need to be doing something else. I can't tell you exactly why that is, Um, but I feel like it doesn't stem just from right now. I feel like it's always been that way. It was that way when, when Whitney Houston was out and Whitney Houston and I mean, um, not just Whitney Houston, but Janet Jackson and Shonise was out at the same time. People hardly know who Shanice is. I love you, smile. Doo-doo, 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 yeah. Doo-doo. And she has some great nice hits
0: too. She had good music.
2: Not only did she have good music, she's a beast vocally. hmm And you would never have known that she was supposed to be out at the same time as Janet Jackson. But Janet Jackson was the one that got the light. And she's the one that rose to the top. It couldn't be both of them. And, Probably because and of the me, club. It, yeah yeah
1: you know the club you know it's um and she's a jackson (laughs) you know she is a jackson let's get it up
2: right
0: yeah part of the club you know to be yeah so yeah so
2: it's i think what you said earlier uh you you mentioned the word agenda and um i think that was very profound when you say you know it's not a part of the agenda if you, it's a certain it's a, a, there is i recognize it seems to be a certain agenda that's always being pushed and who and whoever's willing to push that agenda and fall in line with that agenda that's usually who gets it i that's that's just what's what it seems like to me the industry in itself is a tricky industry to be a part of and that's the bottom line
0: and now- so how does that make you feel as an artist who's like really talented really passionate about it like how are your emotions feeling at this point?
2: Um, I see the... If I were not a person who believed in the perfect will of God for every person, if I didn't believe that way, I would I would really be disheartened by the fact that, okay, well, why haven't I, you know what I'm saying, gotten a chance to kind of be the next Beyonce or to be, you know what I'm saying, what have you. Um, I would feel that way, but ultimately, and sometimes it does get hard when you are pressing... And you feel like, okay, when is when is that season going to come? When is that time going to come? But there's a knowing that I have that every to everything and everybody, there's a time and a season. And you have to be willing to recognize when that season comes and you have to be willing to recognize what you could be doing while that while you're waiting on that season. And so I've been kind of in that state of mind, and that's the reason why I'm not somewhere under the bed curled up, you know. Like, like it's just not gonna happen, mm-hmm. you know. It's I'm not in that way because I believe that whatever God is intending for my life, it is already done. It's just a matter of time, you know. And, and yeah. so I've been trying to fall in line with that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and it's when once you get up there, it's like you definitely be have you have to be willing to give up something, some of your morals. Like, mm. uh, you, I I saw a lot of you know I've watched a lot of people you know I don't want to get too much into it but you know they're not the same person no more at all the and the uh, and after is real you know what I mean and so it it is extremely tricky it's like on one hand you want to sing you know you got a great voice you want everybody to see your talent but at what cost? Uh, yes, yes
2: ma'am. Yes ma'am. And and I I think that um just to speak from where I stand that's the reason I stay in the state of mind of like, like I want the will of God to be done. And I'm not, mean, not to over spiritualize everything, but my, my whole focus, I understand what music, n- music is a spiritual thing, regardless of what genre it is. Right. You have some people that are throwing some music and it'll cause them to go commit suicide. Mm-hmm. It's spiritual. You get what I'm saying? You have some people that put on music and cause you to want to, want to go make love. You know what I'm saying? And then you have music that's put on and it calls you want to worship God, right? Mm-hmm. It's all spiritual regardless of the genre, right? My, my thing and where I stand is music is an avenue for something, right? And for me, it's all purposeful. I, it's a, my voice, my gift, The I mean, down to the sound of my speaking voice. It is an avenue for what I feel like is my path journey what God is going to do through me. And so I, I have gotten, I kind of, you almost have to let go of the idea that I want to be the next one to blow. And I want to be the most famous in, in the year that looks 2023 going to be my year where I'm, you know, if you almost have to let go of that idea and fall into submission so what's, you know what I'm saying? You still have to do the work, but ultimately you're not so focused on the outcome that it breaks you if it don't happen the way that you thought it would. Yeah.
1: You know?
2: So I think that's why, that's why I'm not, you know, so bent out of shape because, you know, I'm not so focused on the outcome anymore. You know, it's it's like I'm I'm gonna do what it is that I'm supposed to do and I'm gonna trust that my path is 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 already unfolded before me.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people feel like they should be superstars and things like that, and that's a personal feeling. That's how you feel. That ain't how God feels. That might not be the plan that He has for you. He might right. not. He might not even intend for you to be an artist. He might be intend for you to be a producer who produces a billion artists. You know, right? You never know.
2: <laughs> and you have to be willing. To, you have to be willing to to tap into whatever that truth is, because some people scratching for the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of us are. We want that leading we want the we want the the leading character the lead role yes. you get know what i'm saying And when it comes down to it everybody has a role to play and it's not always the, it's not always guaranteed that you're the person in the spotlight but you may be the person that pops everything off for of the person in the spotlight everybody is not willing to be the person that pops the person off in the spotlight yes. and i think that that's what we get the crabs in the barrel type of situation going
0: so no, bigger than money, more about recognition,
2: yeah, I, clout, yeah, yes, I think it's it's a lot. do you know how many people? yeah, it's bigger than money, it's like it's like you want the money, of course, but you want to be I think it's people would rather who who are are good with be with seeming like they got money just because of the clout that comes with it, That's you know what thing. I'm saying? It's like you you probably got thirty thirty two dollars and fifty two cent in the bank right now
1: you get what i'm saying
2: but it's but if i got but if i got uh 52,000 followers or if i got if I, if I got uh you know 2 million followers i'm bussing, and that matters to me that's the world we in right now that's the way that we set up we set up to to be um we set up to chase clout. We set up to want to be loved and want to be liked. And I think that that's a natural thing that we have just being human beings. We want to be loved and we want to be liked. We want to be accepted and we want to belong. So social media has only brought height. It's only heightened that thing because you can be whoever you want to be there. You know, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter who you are or how much money you got. It's about what it looked like.
1: Yep. That's a fact. What it look like to you. That's the thing. You know, yes. like you said, like Migo said it best. I'd rather be rich than famous. But like you hmm. said, there are a lot of people out here who would rather be famous than rich. Because a lot of them, uh, what comes with fame will make them rich. Because I got a lot of followers. I can always ask for donations. I can always right. do partnerships. I can always. So I understand it. You know what I'm saying? And if we're talking about it from a biblical standpoint, you know, not even Solomon asked for riches. He was rich, but he didn't pray to be rich. It was uh, just getting to him
0: it was yeah. good when he asked for uh knowledge and wisdom then he be- well, ri- then
1: he became rich and how to guy his people of how to guide his people. people so you know what i'm saying that's you know we talk about that a lot ourselves we talk about you know people shouldn't pray for wealth you shouldn't pray for money god didn't ask you to he didn't put you here to afford money so huh. you shouldn't be praying for it because it's not nothing that he's gonna work super hard to give you it's not nothing if, if a man don't work he don't eat so you shouldn't be praying for money if you ain't working you know hmm. you ain't putting no work in what are you going to get you the money for he'll never give you more than you can handle again yep. so yep. things like that how um in the industry obviously but you being in the faith cuz it's hard it's very rare that you talk to people in the faith that's in the industry what are some hmm. of the what are some of the hardships of being in the faith and being in the industry outside of not just being willing to put down your morals cuz we know there's a lot more that comes hmm. with it when it comes to getting to the top
2: well, I think that the the putting down of your morals is the thing, though. That's the like when when you, when you talk about being in the industry and being in the faith while trying to really walk after God's heart, you know, um, I think that's the big part. The biggest part of it is the putting down, having to to decide on what what you're willing to sacrifice and compromise. Mm. Um, that could that could be anywhere from you being willing to remove your clothes. To you being willing to do sex scenes, mm. or you being willing to do, you know, things that you that the faith probably would have you convicted. You know, like I'm, con- I'm convicted in my spirit about this. Mm. But if I don't do this, I, I, I risk not reaching my full potential in the industry, whether that be that you know singing, acting, all of those things. So I think that, um, that's the biggest. You know, that's the that's the that's the grand part right there. You know, um uh, but you were asking outside of that, what is it? Yeah. What
1: would you- Along with morals, because along with morals comes a whole bunch of things behind it. Like, obviously, you have your morals and your standards that you're not willing to do. Well, then they start to get you to break routine and build a different type of repetition for certain things that you're doing. Like you may have a way that you know how to make a song or things like that. They're introducing something that's coming out from left field. That you know ain't got mm-hmm. no, it ain't going to have no bearing on this song right here, but it's because there's something that they want you to do. I want you to work with this artist, knowing that this artist ain't going to make this song no better. And ain't yeah, you get no better in your craft, but they want you to work with this artist to help them out. You know things like that. So, so know. that
2: happens. That happens more so for artists who are signed to to labels that that control their situation. And this in this day and age, right now, we are we like we so independent. You know what I'm saying? But for those who are who are signed to people to major labels or even to just a label, that means that the label is putting what the label is there to do is put their money behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, and when people put their money behind you. They pay in the cost to be the boss. I learned this personally when I did come off the voice. I did sign a contract, you know, and it wasn't a major. It wasn't a major contract. I signed a business deal, mm. and it's not that these people I worked with were sharks, you know what I'm saying. One of them in particular, I feel like he definitely had my best interests at heart. Mm. You know um, what I learned in this situation, though, is that when people are putting their money on the on the table and on the line. They want control. It's not, you're not, you're not, I'm not going to give you money and control. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to give you my money and let you control things. I want to, I want to control what my money is getting ready to do. I want to control what we up against here. And that's understandable. Like I was at the time, I was very green and, you know, coming off the voice, I was a brand new artist at that point, you know, uh, and, and I went into the business deal thinking a certain way. And it was like, yeah, we can we gonna sign these documents saying that but at the end of the day if i'm putting my money on the table you gonna you gonna kowtow to what i'm saying you know what i'm saying you're gonna kowtow to what it is that we putting on the table for you to do even if you don't necessarily agree with that so that does come with the territory of being a signed artist somebody that has some some people back and you are putting money on the table for you to blow you know
1: and how do we get from chicago and everything that you, you know, witnessed growing up and being in the church and things like that. How do we go from that to the voice? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, um, honestly, that was a that was a thing where, first of all, i never i never liked the idea of competitive performing, Like like um, just as far as um, American Idol and the, the. I never I really. Never had interest in doing things like that because I felt like, man, whatever I'm gonna do, I feel like it's gonna happen, whether you without me having to compete for the spot. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's how I always felt. But at the time that I decided to go on the Voice, I felt in my in my heart that it was time for me to get the exposure that that kind of platform would bring. So I, I went from singing. I started a year before I went to the Voice. I started singing. Um, with a jobbing band, right and I, I do this work to this day, but me singing with a jobbing band kind of prepared me for the platform of the voice because before then I was heavily in into to gospel doing you know because I was more so into church and and, and doing concerts and th- different things like that in the gospel area. Mm. But this the, the year before I went to the voice, it kind of prepared me with unbeknownst to me, it prepared me, I was I was doing wedding gigs, like upscale wedding gigs, you know, multi-million dollar weddings, mm. the uh, corporate events, when McDonald's had a big corporate events, we doing stuff like that, right? And it caused me to have to step outside of what I was normally doing and learn all this kind of material that eventually prepared me for what I did on The Voice. When I went on The Voice, I sang so much classic stuff, Rather Go Blind, uh, Ain't Nobody, Mm-hmm. Uh, Drowning my own tears, Bon Jovi's um, "Living on a Prayer," all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. I was I was only prepared for that because of the stuff that came before that. So what led me to it? I can't. I mean, to, to me, it was just a, a, a spur of the moment thought of it's time. It's time for me to 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 take on the level of exposure that I feel like is due. And this platform obviously is doing that for people. I've, I saw a couple people before me who I knew personally that went on the show and I saw what it did for them. So it was like, OK, I think that this is a good opportunity and this just might be the time. Let me go. And that's that's how it, that's what led to me going. It wasn't a thing where I always planned to do it or I felt like it was eventually going to happen, you know.
1: And for the audience, when we're talking about the voice, you're saying it like it's just something small, like obviously, I mean, you were there, but let's be honest with you, you made it, you advanced pretty far. And I mean, with the whole team Miley situation, and then you got with Alicia Keys, I believe, correct? Yes. How was that? Because she was your coach at the she was your coach, and not only were you on the team, she was your coach. So how was it with her being coached by a legend like Alicia Keys, who's been in the industry and going through some of the things that you are already witnessed up until that point?
2: Yeah. First, first and foremost, let me just say it 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 was it was surreal. It was like you in the moment and as things are happening, you too close up on it to even to even, you know, it's like a surreal situation, but Mm alicia is definitely true to what she seems like across Mm -hmm. the screen right she's very down to earth big sisterly Mm she like a a big sister she comes off that way on screen and and indeed that is how she is like um so when it was time for me to be coached by her we spent extra time like all right you know my rehearsals lasted longer than anybody's rehearsals, you know, because we in there trying stuff. We doing, you know what I'm saying? She was very she was very excited about me and 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 that I can appreciate. And so while I was uh taking that journey, when it was each time, any anytime I had a chance of getting voted off, Alicia was yeah. like, nah, no, Sarah. Soraya, Soraya. And it was like, you know, so she was advocating for me and all of that stuff. And so, yeah, it was definitely a huge, a huge deal. And it and it was a great experience.
1: That's beautiful, because, yeah, like you said, I mean, that's one thing I noticed It seemed like, you know, she took a liking to you because obviously yes. voice and things like that and where you were going in the direction it was headed. She wanted to be a part of it. What's one thing that I would say you learned not only from the voice, but from working with Alicia Keys that you would say stuck with you throughout the rest of the competition and your training with her?
2: Um I would say number one the i the um the importance of of being authentic staying authentic, you know what I'm saying to who you are right mm-hmm. not not because a lot of times we can be we can be quick to want to to wanna merge in to whatever is busting or popping at the time yeah when the biggest thing you got going for you is there ain't nobody like you. Absolutely. that's the biggest thing that I, the biggest thing that you have going for you is that there is no other you so if you do you to the best of your ability can't nobody lie a match to it because they can't do you alicia keys she 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 was a good reminder of that it was like nah when i sang rather go blind i actually just posted that as a throwback yesterday Mm-hmm. When I sang Rather Go Blind, it was between Rather Go Blind and Adele's Send Your Love, mm-hmm. right? And we had a long rehearsal that day because rather than just doing one song, we had to decide which song was necessary. Alicia said, when I, after I sang Rather Go Blind, she said, nah, that's the one. You know, she like, I know Send Your Love because it's by Adele is going to get more traction on iTunes, which was very important. Mm-hmm. For the voice for you to stick around, you needed to be a cash cow on iTunes. Mm-hmm. What are people most likely to buy, Adele or Etta James, right, right now? You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I had talked to Alicia and I said, Well, since I've been doing classical, classic stuff the whole time, don't you think it's time we kind of bump it up to something new? You know, something that'll do well on iTunes. All she knew when we got through with that, when we got through with that rehearsal and we did them two songs. She said, I, I understand what you said, but nah. Because the way that you deliver on rather go blind is you. She mm-hmm. said something about the way you deliver that, you bring you bring you to that song, and that is what's gonna be the thing that allows it to connect to people. And that was the that was what brought that big moment of rather go blind. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was her her uh being adamant about no. Nah, you need to do you on this platform bottom line you know you need to do what makes you valuable on the platform and so yeah I, t- I took that away um away from her and um and yeah I, I think that was the major that was the major thing that I took away it was just like con- know that you are the you are the thing that makes you valuable
0: Absolutely. You know? so are you um also are you working on uh new music new projects uh currently now
2: i am right now i am working on um a new project and one song in particular um a song called uh love don't let me down and um this is that that song i believe is gonna it's gonna do some some good stuff it's gonna do some great things because it's it's sort of like a it's a soulful song it's a soul song and it's so churchy you would almost it's like and and i love something sample. Like that. Huh?
0: Can we get a sample?
2: Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well what what look, this one this is what I will do. When it, when it's, when it's, maybe I'll give y'all maybe I'll give y'all an exclusive when it's time for it to be released. Maybe before it comes out or something. Before, okay. it, yeah, before we'll it comes go. out, y'all can get an exclusive as okay. to like to like kind of release it on y'all platform okay. or something okay. like that. Okay, so we'll yeah,
1: take, but, we'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. Oh what do you have going on moving on in the future obviously we got a new project on the way you're working on your new song can we look towards any videos coming out any collabs or um any acting gigs or anything like that what do you have going on in the future coming up
2: so i've been working um heavily with my girl my sis uh i'm not sure if you all are familiar with Tyranda jones she is um she's most known from her role as portia on empire She was uh, Cookie's assistant, personal assistant on Empire, Taraji's characters, her her personal assistant on Empire. And um, so she got a lot of recognition just being um, on Empire for all the seasons that they were even on. And um, so she and I have been working. She's actually the one that's been kind of helping me produce this situation with my project that I'm working on right now. She's put me with some of her people and getting getting some things done. And um, so I think that yeah, it's safe to say that once the stuff, once we're getting the music done, videos will follow that. Uh, visuals will follow that. Mm. And um, I have a
0: release party.
2: Yes, I will. So I, I, you the plan- know, have
0: a release party. Invite us out. We'll bring the camera out.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, a release, a listening party. Yeah, I definitely. Um, once once this once the project is sealed, you know what I'm saying. It's a sealed deal. I'm definitely gonna do. Uh to make a big deal of it you know what i'm saying so yeah absolutely And i'll definitely invite you all out to make sure y'all have those details
1: all right before well, we get out of here is there any information or any advice that you could give from that sisterly perspective that you were in with alicia Keys? is there any advice you can give to the youth who are looking to get into the industry or who are in maybe in the same situation that you were in you know a few months a few years ago can you give any advice to them and let them know what they could do moving forward
2: yeah, I I think the advice would be, well, a, a, at least a, a piece of the advice would be to be to to get clear on what it is that your goal is. Right when it comes down to what you're doing in the industry, you have to be clear on where you're trying to go. Like, what is what is the end goal for you? You know, if you just loosely moving out here, it's easy to like be. It's easy to just be tossed all over the place and you never get anywhere with it mm-hmm. um, what is your goal because the things that you do have to serve that purpose the things that you put your time into the things that you give your energy to the things that you put work in on has to make sense to the goal that you have if you haven't solidified that goal you'll be ever moving with no direction mm-hmm. so that's get get clear on your goal. Get clear on what's most important to you, what you are willing, because you have to know what you're not going to be willing to compromise. If you don't have that standard set, it's going to be easy for you to go in, fold and lose who you are. Mm -hmm. You're going to lose who you are if you don't have already in your mind what your standards are and what you are not willing to compromise. I mean, this is my goal. But if I got to do this to do it, I don't know about that. You got to have that in mind uh, so that you are not taken in a direction that you uh, would rather not go. And so that's my my advice is to get to to be clear, get clear and allow your moves to serve that purpose. Don't put don't don't put your time and your energy into things that don't serve you or serve the goal that you're trying to accomplish.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well,
0: we appreciate you. Um also hold on before
2: before we also I was I would say wherever that because a huge part of my of my thing has been mission minded what is it that you're looking to accomplish with what you're doing that as well have that in mind as well because I know for a fact that I feel like if I never do music again my purpose is still I, I know that I still have a purpose you Mm -hmm. get what i'm saying and i know that music is just one of the avenues for the purpose that i have Mm -hmm. what is that purpose why are you doing it Mm -hmm. what are you doing it for if you have an idea of that what's happening in this industry won't break you what is the purpose of what you're doing if it's just the if it's just to get famous it's ways to do that on TikTok and, and, and it's ways to do that on OnlyFans and whatever it is that you need to do. Thirst yeah. trap, whatever it is that you need to do is ways, to, it's multiple ways to get famous. You have to have a purpose behind what it is that you're doing in order for it to all come together and make sense at the end of the day. I know personally that my purpose is to bring people to the most high God. Mm-hmm. If, if If in my that's the reason why I do music. I've been doing music. Me and Toronto working, and I'm like, sis, I can't say that. Now certain things I'm not gonna say in my music because I understand that ultimately, I I have to I have to be a good representation of what the ultimate goal is. So if I if I veer too far off, that's gonna be questionable. That this is what determines the the shape of your music. This is what determines how you move, in your decision making when it comes to the opportunities. Every opportunity is not gonna be one for you. Everything that's good is not necessarily good for you.